Hi, welcome to the podcast by Dr. Shushma Singh. Let us start Unit 2, Theoretical Approaches and our conversation topic is Functionalism. In any society, there is an inbuilt mechanism to socialize the individual and to transmit its culture to the young. As a simple society transforms itself into a an inter- industrialized and a modernized state, instruction for the young becomes increasingly differentiated, complex and closely connected with other features of the society. The resulting demands of the learning process are fulfilled by establishing a formal educational system. This system prepares the young for the transition from the confined and concentrated relationships of the family to the impersonal and diversified relationships of the larger society. With the rise in importance of the educational system and related institutions in society, various scholars initiated their investigations on education as a legitimate field of study. The scholars are not from the discipline of sociology alone, but from different disciplines. As a result of extensive input of scholarship and expertise from diverse disciplines, the boundaries between the sociology of education and other participating disciplines are greatly blurred. In this unit, we will discuss the major theoretical approaches towards the understanding of the sociology of education. The unit deals with education as a field of study and provides a broad overview of research and methods used by sociologists. It explains four major theoretical approaches used in the sociology of education, functionalism, conflict theory, interactionalism and postmodernism. The unit concludes with an analytic comment on theoretical developments. Now let us move to the next point, functionalism. Functionalism treats society as a self-regulating system of interrelated elements with structured social relationships and observed regularities. Functionalists perceive society as similar to the biological organism, which is composed of many distinct but interdependent parts, with each part contributing to the functioning or survival of the whole system. All the parts are not only interdependent, but also coordinated and complementary to each other. A change in one part is believed to affect other parts. The malfunctioning of one part is dealt with 
by other parts in a coordinated way so as to maintain the equilibrium of the whole system. Functionalists do not give weightage to abrupt changes in the whole system. They lay emphasis on the absence of disruptive internal factors that disturb the overall stability of the system. Various components or units of the society operate in consonance with common perceptions, sentiments, values and beliefs of the system. This agreement or consensus is achieved through the socialization of individuals by guided principles of the society in simple or folk societies. The family is the primary agent of socialization. In modern or industrialized societies, socialization is often mediated by the educational institutions apart from families. Against this basic understanding, we will explore the approaches of two functionalists, Durkheim and Parsons. According to Durkheim, the major function of education is to transmit society's norms and values. The survival of society or collective life is possible only with a sufficient degree of homogeneity among various members of the society. Homogeneity among members is reached by adhering to rules and regulations laid down by the society. Education preserves the reinforces these homogenizing principles of society in a child from the beginning. Durkheim writes, education is the influence exercised by the adult generation on those that are not yet ready for social life. Its object is to arouse and to develop in the child a certain number of physical, intellectual and more states which are demanded by him, by both political society as well as a whole and the social milieu for which he is specifically destined. He highlights the role play, played by the education in instituting social being in the individual being. The individual being is made up of mental states that apply only to himself or herself and to the events in his or her personal life. The social being embodies a system of ideas, sentiments and practices of the group of which he or she is a part. The process of socialization of a newborn differentiates human beings from animals. In his own words of what an animal has been able to learn in the course of his individual existence, almost nothing can survive him. By contrast, the results of human experience are preserved almost entirely and in detail. Thanks to the books, sculptures, 
tools, instruments of every kind that are transmitted from generation to generation, oral, tradition, etc. The role of the educational system becomes important in complex societies in which families or other primary groups are not fully equipped to prepare the young for adulthood in a way that is expected by the larger society. School operates as a model of micro-social system in which a child learns to cooperate with other children who are not part of their primary group. The training acquired by children in school forms the basis of their behavior outside the school. According to Durkheim, specific skills imparted in the educational institutions are necessary to maintain the division of labor in society. As society shifts from simple to complex form, there is a corresponding increase in the complexity of division of labor and the emergence of more specialized occupations. In simple societies, division of labor demands generic skill sets that can be passed on easily through families. In complex industrial society, however, families find themselves at a loss to impart complex and specialized skill sets. Maintaining equilibrium among various layers of occupational structure or Divisions of labor is important in maintaining social order. Educational institutions give the required specific skills to their members according to the demands of the society and prepare them to play role sets offered by the society. Durkheim explains that the state holds the responsibility of governing the educational system and it decides the nature of moral principles taught to the members. Teachers at the schools are representative of the state. There is an underlying assumption that the nature of norms, values and skills imparted by the educational systems are decided without any bias or discrimination to any unit of society aiming at social solidarity. Here we want to close this lecture. Thank you so much for choosing this podcast.